Welcome, everybody. This is BNP Weekly, episode 195. We are closing in the 200 session. Uh, Sebastian Levert, we will come for you. We'll follow up on that uh, discussion, which we had a while back. Um, today, uh, we are, as I said, uh, episode 195. It is 13th of January. February is here. It Magically enough, even in Helsinki, it feels like a spring. I'm just puzzled about the weather. Um, but, you know, this is not about weather. I mean, the BNP Weekly, we'll talk about the latest on Microsoft 365. <laughs> and we typically have a visitor as well. Who do we have today? Today, we're going to do talk with Liam Cleary. Uh, Liam Cleary. Liam has been an MVP for many years, and his special area is security. Like, that is really yep. where, where he shines. And, and he has some great stories to tell about that. I don't know if we will be able to share share any of them because some of them are NDA in a way, but it's always great to learn from him like what different things he sees in practice in the field and what are different things he uh, works on. So yep, absolutely. It's, absolutely. it's always fun. Yep, absolutely. Let's actually jump on that interview right away and then we'll come back for the articles with just two of us. So welcome, Liam. Um, and I will try to do this one more time, but I can't. Uh, Liam, clearly. Clear, clear. It's got an R in it. <laughs> I've been called worse. Literally. I've been called worse, trust me. Literally an R in it. It's, yeah, a, that's it's right. a magical thing. I've been trying to do this for like 10 years or whatever, but I just can't. Yeah. It's just... Oh, God. Well, I mean, on, on the other hand, like if you throw at Liam a Finnish word, like... Oh, yeah, that's I've got nothing. True. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So it's, you so, know... Fair point. Fair I know, I know. I know. Now, I will will speak to you with your first name only. Now, Liam. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yo. Who are you and, and what, do I do, what do I do for a living? Let's start from there. Let's see where it goes okay. from after that. Okay, perfect. Uh, Liam Cleary, originally from the UK, live in the States, in the US. I live in uh, Virginia, in the US. Been here for actually almost 11 years. We originally came here to try it for three and ended up staying um and so i originally came here to join a small consulting firm of about 40 something people um which focused on back then it was mcms and it was early sharepoint work i kind of came across from there um and then i joined them then we got acquired by a larger global consulting firm for a while stayed there and then made the decision about four years ago now to go on my own to focus on things that are really enjoyed so in my in my history of work i had when i worked back in the uk i'd done a lot of security work i used to work for an organization where we managed things like hospital networks uh with all the privacy yeah. data i used to do a lot of work so my my claims to fame is i used to work at scotland yard for a while i've worked at the <laughs> mi5 mi6 buildings i worked for nice. air force bases worked in bunkers where you you don't get to see anybody for a week, you know, that type of stuff. And Virginia is a duplication for yeah. that stuff, right? So yes, it is. Virginia is yeah. a perfect. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. actually, like, like I mean, my, my neighbor next door works for one three-letter agency. I've got a friend of mine around the corner who works for another one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I should, I should right? stay. They work Liam? for the State Department. The State yeah, Department. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they work for the State Department. But yeah, there's lots of people here that I know that work for that. And actually, because all the agencies kind of merge in D.C., which is an hour and 20 minutes away from me driving, it's the perfect place to be. So I've done a lot of yeah. work out there as well. So my, my main work, heavy Microsoft 365, heavy Microsoft Azure as well. I predominantly split my time between 
training now as well. So I'm a certified trainer as well. I, I did that a few years ago. So I teach a lot of the Microsoft certification courses. One of the things I did recently was I was part of, there's a program Microsoft have called the MSSA here in the States, which is for veterans um, that come out of the military and are trying to get into IT. And so Microsoft put them through a course of stuff. And I, I teach a lot of the security courses. So MS500, AZ500, SC courses, whatever else. But then from my work, normal work, normal regular 365 work, everything from like migrations, which are exhilarating work to do, um, all the way through to stuff that I really enjoy, which is the security assessments, uh, compliance, purview type stuff, Sentinel, all, all the kind of really interesting security stuff. So that's kind of where I spend a lot of my day is there. Let, let's talk about the security things and and maybe common okay. mistakes or whatever in a second. But what, what's your you you moved from UK to US and it, that's a yes. interesting cultural switch as well. Any any kind of right. like wow, I didn't know that this How works when you're moving you from UK to US. How much time do you have? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do we begin? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's 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 interesting because, of course, it's it's that phrase, isn't it, where we're like two nations that are so close but so far away, yeah. and and it is. It's like culturally things are slightly different in yeah. the way things. So one thing here in the U.S., which I've come to appreciate, is of course their kind of allegiance to the U.S. Like they are all in you know and it was yeah. interesting that i've got my kids when we first moved here so my eldest was 11 when we first moved here and she would go to the school which is just across from here and then she would learn the pledge of allegiance they would all stand in the class at 11 and pledge allegiance i mean she's she was she's a british citizen <laughs> she yeah. doesn't need to do that but but you do like everyone does it and we went to a like a basketball game recently and we all stand and do the pledge and listen to the music and everything else and it's this interesting thing where in england i think we're patriotic and i think in other countries we're patriotic but not like this yeah like this was night and day you know and like i would try to have conversations obviously not being an american and i could i could look from the outside and come in and go you guys are just as weird as we are. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's funny. You know, you know, you know, just like just like every just like every other country. Like every other yeah. country. Like no country, I mean we hate to say it, no country is perfect. Yep. And so but when you live in the country, you, you kind of don't see it. But when I came here, it was like, wow. So I used to tell people, I said the US is like the grandparent that's sitting on the porch in the well, sorry, the, the, the UK is like the grandparent yeah. sitting on the rocking yep. chair. You know, sitting there going, when I was a kid, you know, we did that, we did this. And then the U.S. is Our the teenager. Was whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We used to own the world, don't you know, you know, that type of stuff. And then you have and then you have the U.S., which is like the teenager that wants to constantly fight everybody. Yeah. You know, like my dad, my dad's bigger than your dad. I'm going to fight you. You know, it's like that type of stuff. And I and, and everyone like, it was like, it's not like that. And I went, you're a couple of hundred years old. Like. That's it. I mean, I remember when I first moved here that the building I went to work in was built in 18 something. And I yeah, stood outside the building. Old, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The guy I worked with, he stood there and he went, what do you think? 1820. And I didn't really know like what to say. And I was trying yeah. to say it in a way that wouldn't offend anybody. And I just went, <laughs> you know, we have castles in England. <laughs> and that was just my response. And he's like, 
touche. <laughs> <It's> like, okay. <laughs> I'm like 18. I said, I have, I have friends that live in houses that are friends older than this building. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 60 or yeah. whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. A friend of mine lives in a thatch cottage. It was built in the 1500s. You know, like he yeah. still lives in it. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, that was <laughs> one thing. But then on the flip side of it, like the nice thing that I really liked was the things that were available for my kids. So if there's one thing the U.S. does really well, which I appreciate, is the things you can have your kids do at school or in school. And if your kid is smart, they will accelerate that process for you. Like yeah. they can drop you into advanced classes, you know, all that kind of stuff. And you can graduate early and go to cut. Like there's lots of things. They have that set up. Like, and it works really well. I mean, my kids have never gone bored. They're never like wandering around the streets, hanging in the corner, like I used to do when I was a kid in England, you know, like they're, it was like, they were always busy. They always had like sports to do or other activities. Like my son's in a play right now. He's in sports too. He's, he's on the golf. T- they have a golf team at the high school. Really? What is that about? Yeah. Hey, he plays really well, you know? Yeah. So it's so like, it's like this weird shift. And, but I think, I think all in all, we're actually a lot more similar than that everybody thought. So I always, you know, you see it portrayed on movies of what America, like we used to have, being British, you have this weird thing where when I, when I used to work in London, you could, you could tell who the Americans were. Yeah. You know, the certain way they dressed, bit of a, you know, I'm kind of condescending better than you type thing, you know, and, uh, and I don't think it was meant in a, in a mean way. It was just, like America's a big country. Like I've met so many people yep. that have never left the US ever. And then I've, and I, and I struggled with this. And then I spoke to someone, I started realizing, why would you? If you want to yeah, go and see massive, a... yeah. If you want to go and see yeah. massive mountains, they have yep. them. You want to go and see lakes? Wildlife. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. right. Every, everything yeah. you could ever want. Castles, White sandy beaches. They don't. Well, well, they, no, have some, no they have some castles they've made. Castles. They made <laughs> yeah, castles, yes. They've made castles. castles, yeah. Yeah, they made castles. But I mean, I you, mean, you I literally don't, could I don't go mean anywhere. Disneyland. Like, no, 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 that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it is, it's, it's like now I start to realize, and I think over the past 10, 11 years, I've come to realize like how close we are really. And uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. And I actually, when, when I travel somewhere else and I go back home, I actually miss weirdly being here. Which, which I never thought would be the case because I, I spent, you know, 30 years of my life living in England and growing up there. Oh, yeah, but I mean, now you're <laughs> you know? 11 years there, so... Yeah, yeah exactly. and, this, and this is exactly. my home. This, this, this is yeah. my yeah, home yeah. now, yeah. you know. So it's, I know yeah, exactly it's a bit the way you feel because I went kind of through the same, but yeah, I yeah. understand that, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a little bit different. Now, if we relate that a bit of back on the on the work related stuff, yep. what is the security and all of that stuff? Is is there any differences between the country level, or is that the same? Are the typical things and discussions and issues and on the reviews we've done countless of reviews are the same kind of things, yeah, or is yeah, it yeah. like Talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No yes. comment. No. <laughs> yes. uh, I mean, most <laughs> most things are the same. the The interesting thing I did note when I moved here is. That from a security perspective, I mean, so my prime example, and you guys have experienced this when you've been here before, is like I came from England. A simple example is you have a you have a card that you pay for a meal. In England, no one touches that card but you. You know, they bring the terminal to the table, you yep. put the card in, oh, yeah, yeah. you do that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep, you do that. And and you know what? Before I mean I was doing that for what, 15 years before I moved to the US? And then yep. when I moved to the US, 
some spotty teenager came over to me, took my credit card, wandered off in the back somewhere, (laughs) and then came back. And then my phone was like, I'm like, oh, he's charged me. And so from a security (laughs) perspective, it was like, what are we doing? Wait a minute. <laughs> like yeah. night and day. It was like, yeah. wait, like, okay, we're back 20 years now, you know? And then yeah. as I started to get work and go into organizations, you realize that it was actually across the board. Yeah. That like actually organizations weren't like, they didn't seem to worry. Like the, I mean, the only places that did were some of the military government type agencies that I would go and see and do work with where they clearly obviously had mandated and, you know, it, I mean, back then it was you would turn up and have a workstation, but you would have like six different desktops on the same desk. And depending on which network you wanted to connect to, you had to flick to the right one, you know, and and, but we used to have that in the UK for a while, too, until they got smarter, you know. And so so things have changed. But it was the same things. It was like going back in time and trying to figure out all the same stuff that we'd already figured out in England and definitely in, I mean, I'd done work in Germany, like way further ahead than, you know, stuff here. But uh, over the course of the past 10 years, actually, what I think the big thing was, weirdly, it's been the last three and a half, four years. So that whole COVID thing that came in, sending anybody. Yeah, no, apparently it wasn't real. Apparently it's not real. Yeah, Yeah, apparently it was just (laughs) somebody had a cold. And that was it, you know, like it wasn't real. I, I tell you what, I tell you what so, so, yeah, 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 that's right. So, so, so I digress here for a little bit, but I tell you what, the one thing for COVID did show me in the nicest way, it showed me that the people that I thought were a little bit crazy, they actually are. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's what I came to realize, you know, because I'm like, okay, like, yeah, it's cool, like, whatever. I, yep, yep, it's definitely, it's definitely aliens. It's definitely aliens. That's what it is. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I, I want to ask you. I want to ask you another thing, which is related to to the space of your work. Now, over the last yes. few weeks, at the space of aliens, huge <laughs> interest in you know in the chat GPT space. You know, people using Correct. it for yeah, yeah. anything and yep. everything. When you see that, what is your kind of your first like your sense based on your experiences from the past as security? Like, what is it like immediately raising risks? Like, hey, like. Like this can be a huge risk because X, Y, and Z. So the interesting thing is, like I've I've read a bunch of articles that people have written about it, and they're all freaking out about this chat GPT thing and everything else. So I so I, I I've been playing with it. I think it's fantastic. Like I know it sounds really silly, but actually it's really good. Can it do everything that you think it can? No. If you ask it to write code, is it good at it? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like the code you get back. It's just like, okay, what is that? And then you like, you, think, you know what? You're like, I'll just try that. And then it's like, oh no, this this uh, function doesn't like those parameters don't even exist. I'm like, so why are you giving me? So it's so like from a security perspective, I'm like, no one's going to be writing malicious code using it because it gets it wrong every single not time. Not like, yet. Not, not yet. yet. Not yet. Oh, I mean, and, and admittedly, it's it still creates, it's. Uh, a human with like three three hands basically that, that, is, that is the quality of your code yeah that's right it basically is it's like somebody who's got three hands who's facing the wrong way when they're typing you know that's the <laughs> that's the kind of code that you get i mean i asked it to write some powershell and it, it, it basically put parameters in there that it felt like it needed <laughs> and clearly that that powershell Power does not have them <laughs> yeah yeah that's right the next version the next version but like uh, like I, I, I was talking to my son the other day and I said, I think my, my biggest concern is going forward is the combination of these type of tools. 
So I think about it. I said, like, Microsoft released the voice one where you can yeah, talk to it for like, crazy. Yeah. yeah, you speak to it for like 30 <laughs> seconds and you can have a whole conversation. Yeah. It sounds just like you. Yep. So like, think of the implications of that and then wrap in the video stuff that we already have where yeah. I can feed it a bunch of pictures and it will create a video of me and then lay the voice over the top and then go and get some chat GPT technology behind it. Now I'm going to post a video and the video is going to be, I'm going to be the president of the US and it's going to look like him and it's going to sound like him and yep. it's going to talk like him and say yep. something. And then, and then the difficulty is going to be, how do you prove that it's not? Because I was talking to my son yep. and I said, because he, he's 14, so we were chatting and he'd been watching a video online and he went, well, this, this, this doctor on YouTube... <laughs> <laughs> that sentence just makes me chuckle every time. The doctor on Must YouTube said it was this, that I'm, I'm like, wait, there's a doctor wait on a YouTube? Like, you see a video of a person dressed like a doctor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, that's, and that was the whole conversation. But I said, going forward, it's going to be worse. I said, so what I see, I mean, so ChatGPT, for example, if we look at a specific issue, it's massively clever at generating phishing emails, like yep. text that looks and feels exactly like something. And that, that, that's where it's gonna be utilized because what's one of the major downfalls of current phishing emails? The people that write them, majority of the time, not necessarily great at writing English. Yep. And so we end up with this weird, what looks like English, but if anybody reads it, they'd be like, nah, that's not real English. That's like, like, I don't know what that word means. You know, it's like, it does. it's like, it's like weird sentences. And you're like, I, it's I, Queen's I would never English say that. from 7065. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. From a thousand years ago, here's what it sounds like. But now they don't have a problem because yeah. they can ask it to write yeah. something and say, write me an email that will do this. And so that's where I think so I mean I mean there's there's been a bunch of articles come out where people have integrated some of the chat GPT stuff into other things too. So it has great implications and bad. Like the latest one is somebody's integrated chat GPT into Sentinel. So when a Sentinel thing gets found, it throws it into chat GPT to query it and then comes back with responses of what you could do to resolve that. So there's yeah. a great example where they threw an Office 365 error. And he threw it in and he came back and said, you should go to the Office 365 event logs. You should do that. I mean, they called it event logs. Obviously, it's not that. DNS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, basically just check DNS, DNS in big letters. DNS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was DNS. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But so, so, I mean, it works on both sides. So, I mean, yeah. but, uh, and I've thought about this. Like, is there really a way to protect from the technology that's coming? No. Nope. I mean, there never yeah. has been. There never has been a way of protecting from what the next round of technology is going to be sure. and what it gets used for. You know, we all know, let's be honest about it, that the reason we have great video streaming platforms is because of other types of content that nobody wants to talk about. Sure. That's why the video streaming services are so great because they were early adopters and they helped build compression engines and everything else well, and it's so also they the could stream. Like, uh, yeah. Services, right? Payments online. Correct. Yep. Thing, that's right. right? That's right. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. It's all the same yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 So it's so I kind of look at it as organizations should be aware of it. They should at least know what it does and not sit in the dark and be obscurity about it. But they should also look at how they can use it as well. How can they benefit from utilizing it as an organization? I mean, I mean, come on. Microsoft had a little bit of spare change lying around. 
So they just thought they'd throw some money in. They're like, you know what? We haven't spent enough this year. Let's whack $10 billion in there and throw it into Bing. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so if there's, if there's organizations like Microsoft making that type of investment in this technology, yep. you know that this is what's going to happen going forward. Whether we, whether we like it or not, we just need to embrace yep. it now and then put, put guardrails around it. Yeah, I think the, the the key what is what you're exactly saying there, which is yes, we could not like it, but it's evident yeah. we can, you can't block it. It's it's just gonna happen. So the right way of doing yes. that is like, okay, fine, I'll ride the wave and we'll see where it actually goes. Um, and oh, yes, yeah. technology is always horrifying. It, it's every single time somebody comes with some groundbreaking things, yeah. everybody is like, oh my yeah. god, yeah. this is gonna be horrible. And maybe it isn't. Maybe it's not horrible. Maybe it is. Who knows? But no, you know, no. Yeah. Is there? Do you see a risk, for example, right? Because like there's these this uh, chat available on the internet, right? So it's a public yep. thing. Do you yep. see people like uploading their a doc from work, synthesize this or some summarize this, and they will just like inadvertently <laughs> share confidential? Oh, isn't people doing that already? Yeah, I'm gonna say. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose, I suppose the argument for that is, I mean, so a lot of the work I spend time doing. Is helping organize. So I was working with a large, let's just say it's a large financial organization in New York, in Manhattan. So I'm working with them, and we're talking about uh, protection. Like there's more than one there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I made it quite as vague as I could be, but yes. <laughs> Starbucks, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Start listing them off. Is it that one? Is it that one? Is it that one? Yeah. Um, so, so I had a conversation with them, and I was like, okay, so what do you have as far as protection? like for content that's trying to leave the organization. And they said, well, you know, we have like email protection and stuff like that. And I said, but if I wanted to share sensitive information, whatever that looked like, whether it was PHI or HIPAA, whatever it was, what happens to that? Does it get stopped? And they said, well, we have some labels. I was like, oh, that's a good start. So we label the content. He said, yeah. I said, if it leaves the organization, what do you do with it? He said, we label it and then it gets encrypted. I was like, but was it supposed to leave in the first place? So, because it's great that you encrypt it, that just means it's encrypted while it moves along until it gets to the end, and then I can open it anyway. So it don't really make a difference. I'm like, so aren't we supposed to check that and stop that? And they're like, yeah, but we're not ready for that yet. So that is the problem that I'm seeing a lot of, is they're starting to move in baby steps to say, so like you put restrictions in place and what I've noticed in one organization, they put restrictions in place that blocked files from being sent. So then, of course, you have the old fashioned way where they're trying, the end users are figuring out other ways of yep. getting it to the other people in the first place. And yep. so the chat GPT is just another one of those. It come, It's going to come under shadow IT like it would normally. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised in the future if we start seeing things like you know, Microsoft Defender, add-ins for it to, to check it and yep. look for it and connect to it and things like that. That would make sense. Um, but people are doing it anyway. I mean, I, I mean, I, there's been so many people posting things going, I took my I took my document of like my article I wrote for university that's a 20,000 and I put it in there and said, summarize it. And I don't think people realize <laughs> that when they when they put the stuff in, you're actually helping it get smarter. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. like, and, and no one, no one seems to know that. Like, like, so I, I was teaching it how to do something. I asked it to write some PowerShell, okay, and it was wrong. So I wrote back and I said, your PowerShell is wrong. It needs to be this. And it was like, oh, 
and it's really nice. It's like I apologize. Yeah, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. That's so I, I tell it again. Thing, you actually know, no, the next day there's a book written by AI. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah that's PowerShell. right. That's right. And, it, and, it, and, it's, and and that's 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 the thing that I wish people would understand. Yeah. Is that when you're because people misunderstand that like when you're using it, you're actually training it at the same time. Yeah. That's yeah. how AI works. It's and it, learning and growing as you add things in. Yes, and of course that's inevitable as well. The question is just when. So there's there are of course there are professionals and and jobs will which will get eliminated. Like let's say audiobooks, yes, yeah. uh, so talking oh, yeah, yeah. and recording of the books that will be automatic yeah, at yeah, some yeah. point pretty soon whenever they get the technology. Yeah. But there's there's a lot of things which are getting impacted, uh, which is really interesting. Coming back on the on the on those blocking of things just reminded me a good example yeah. from microsoft which we can probably share but nobody's probably not going to get super offended but grammarly <laughs> grammarly is a really good example you know the grammarly okay. extension um yep. you're writing things it's double checking things yep. making at uh, the typos that was actually blocked a while ago many many years ago already in microsoft okay why well because you know you're sending it's a keylocker Yep. You're sending all of the text yeah. and messages directly. Right. Yeah. So, so it isn't enforced, but 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 it's more like a terms of use thing. Like you. Oh yeah. Not, yeah. 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 And, and you need to like organizations need to understand that principle. Like exactly. I use Grammarly. I, I think it's right, but I'm under no illusion that what I'm writing is helping it, and yes. they have access to everything. Like I'm. I like yep. you have to accept. So so when I do an assessment in organization, at the end of it, there's there's the assumed risk. Like, so I tell you what your risk is going to be, your critical, high, medium, low, whatever. And then you come back and say, we're not going to fix that. We're going to assume the risk of that specific thing. And that's and that's the same principle. It's like I use Grammarly. I also use um, as I think it's called Qtext. So I pay for a plagiarism service because yeah. I write a lot of content. I want to make sure because you know what this is like. You read a bunch of articles and then you start writing content and you're like, oh this sounds amazing. And then you, you do a check and you're like, oh that was from the Microsoft blog. Like I wonder why it sounded so great in my head. <laughs> you know, so, Where is this article coming from? Yeah, that's right. So so I want to make sure that all, all the yeah that's right. So I want to make sure that all the stuff I write is clean and it's it's my own. But I yeah. also am under no illusion that I'm also helping that service yeah, because I yeah. take like a 2000 page, like 2000 word article that I'm writing, throw it in there. It goes through and checks everything for me using AI, which is then learning over time. And then I get a report back that says, yep, it's like, you know, 1% plagiarized. And it will be like some sentence that says, you know, you can do this by clicking the button, you know, and it's like that, like that's the bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You know, so it's, so it's that type of thing, but it is, it's assumed risk. And it's the it's one thing I spend a lot of time talking to organizations about, like, you know, you you either use capabilities that are baked into something or you assume the risk and you then provide what you should do is provide mechanisms or training for your end users to say, we're okay with you using this. However, what I don't want you to do, for example, here in the US is post social security numbers in Grammarly, (laughs) you know, or things like that. And it's just education. That's all it comes down to. Now, what would be, uh, knowingly about the timing, uh, what would be the three tips or three common things what you always run into? What are, what are the most typical things in the security review? Um, you yeah, need to pay yeah. me first, uh, two hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pay up front. Uh, don't call me if it goes wrong. <laughs> yeah. Or any, I think, tips, I think, any tips which what people should be kind of looking into? Yeah. 
I think I think if I because I spend a lot of time in 365 and within Azure, it's I always come in. We find the same kind of things that never really get done. Um, and I mean, in in my work over the past few years, I've been involved in some 365 tenants that have been breached, you know, and, you know, everyone freaks out because they're like, oh, the Microsoft Cloud's been breached. Got nothing to do with that. It was credentials. It was bad passwords. It was somebody wrote them down and gave them to somebody else or whatever. Like yeah. it's nothing like that. But but what we always find is that there's always kind of three or four things that I always tell people like you should be doing. You know, the first one is you should always be using some type of conditional type access. Like no longer can we just say you get access. There needs to be some conditions of how you access something. Whatever that looks like, obviously multi-factor fits in there and that should be a no-brainer. Like anybody who's not using multi-factor, you should go and slap yourself and go and put it in because it's it's a given. Like that's like step number one, just yeah. some type of multi-factor. So yeah. make it condition, ask the questions, why are they coming in, where are they coming in from, how long are they supposed to be there, what times are they supposed to be there, and then wrap conditions around it. That will resolve 80% of your security problems because you've got conditions in place. Secondly, I'm surprised the amount of people that don't stream the log data out into something they can use. In the event of something going wrong, people always try to look, let's be honest, they try to look for blame. They try to slope your shoulder it to somebody else. The logs have everything. Yep. So the logs that in the platforms that you're in, whether it's on-premises or the cloud, put them into a SIEM platform, something like Sentinel or something else, put them in there, put notifications on, put playbooks around it, run books, whatever you need to, so you can do automated remediation of things. Like that's number two. And then number three for me is what we've already talked about, which is around content. I'm so surprised the amount of content that just randomly leaves. And the way the way we always find this is go in and put like DLP policies in place, but don't enforce them. Just put them in in reporting mode and leave them for like a month and just don't tell anybody. And yeah. then when you come back and look at the reports, you're like, oh my goodness, we've just lost. <laughs> 50,000 credit card what? numbers and social security <laughs> numbers. And like, yeah. it's like, it's, it's bizarre. So it's yeah. like, those are my kind of top three. And that's that third one is the one that people don't always do because it's not something that you can just go check a box and it's on. Yeah. Conditional access policies, you can use the, the, the ones that are already there and just say, I want to add these templates, you know, doing login, it's already login. But Putting labels and putting policies, that's something you actively have to do and manage. And so yeah. that always tends to be right at the bottom of the list of any security kind of posture that people need to do. And so that's when I'm always like, okay, this is your roadmap. This one needs to be a little bit further up the roadmap because that's going to fix. And then you start to realize that there's dependencies. It's like, well, if you fix this, this will fix these other 10 things automatically. Yeah. If yep. you put conditional access in on top of that, that will fix these other 10 things because everything is intrinsically connected to something. So, yeah, yep. so those, those would be my top three. Now, uh, we were supposed to have a discussion about Crash PowerShell. <laughs> well, yeah, Liam, yes. are you, we'll, we'll, <laughs> which we run completely <laughs> out of time. So, we'll, we'll catch you back in end of February if you're fine. If you, if you have okay. a 30 minute suitable point, let's, let's actually yep, no, have a separate fine, discussion because you, you're doing a lot of them there and it's, it's a good topic. Yep. But this was really, really good discussion. Uh, we do have one minute. Uh, what's happening this week? Anything interesting? Uh, what you can talk about uh, without any NDA stuff? Yeah. Just yep, a quick uh, round of me. a. 
no, 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 like, no. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, for like for like stuff I'm working on, I'm so I mean it's uh, I'm in the in the process of writing a a topic setup for a book I'm potentially going to write. Um, I've never written a book before, so I'm potentially uh, investigating an avenue of writing a book. It'll be a it'll be a pen. Huh. No, no, I've always I've always thought about it, but then every time I speak to somebody, they're all like, "It's so much effort, and you don't get paid anything." <laughs> so, 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 so I'm like, "No, maybe not." So I'm actually going to start that process. So that'll be something to look cool. forward in the future. I'm also recording this week. I am in the midst of finishing off a course which will come out in February, which is uh, in it's PowerShell, it's PowerShell forensics and uh, incident response. Cool. Um, so that will be coming. That'll be coming out soon. And then I'm also about to kick off um, an MS 500 recording this week as well of some other course stuff that I'm working on. Um, and then I've got some content to write as well. But I mean, yeah, fairly mellow. I only work four days a week. So to make you jealous, I, I don't work Fridays. Uh, I started taking Fridays off last year um, because of like uh, health, health and stress and whatever else. And I was like, you know what? I just want to take a day off. And it worked. And nice. so. So yeah, so I work four days a week. So no, I'm just uh, it's not too busy this week. Just fairly cool. relaxing. Um, cool. So no, nothing, no, nothing super excited. I went camping this weekend. Had to scrape ice off the inside of my tent. <laughs> <laughs> that's how, that's, that's how cold it was. Yes, yes. <laughs> it does. It happens quite a lot. It happens quite yeah. a lot. So I'm so I'm, I'm recovering this week from being in the freezing cold. <laughs> Makes sense. Now, Waldek, anything special from your side? We'll be like one minute yes. now. Over. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow we're releasing, going to release a new version of the Microsoft Graph Developer Proxy. Cool. We will be also releasing a cool. new version of Microsoft 365. So this is our release week. Other than that, okay. planning, planning, planning for, because in March we'll be running a cool event of, for uh, the whole month and more about that coming somewhere mid-February. So stay tuned about that. Cool. cool. Yeah, and yeah, planning, 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 a lot of co conference planning. Uh, there's actually a lot of conferences coming up later this uh, semester, which is mm -hmm. really, really cool, but nothing too special for me this week, actually, so which is cool. Anyway, thank you, Liam. Thank you for joining. Anytime. Really, really cool to have you on thank the show. You. Uh, we'll, we'll catch you scheduled in a, to talk about the PowerShell stuff. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, that's the... fine. Any, anytime <laughs> at all. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but I know Walder has to run, so uh, for this yes. time, thank you, Liam, for joining, and, and awesome to have you on the show. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. Thank you, Liam. Thank you. Cheers. Excellent. Thank you, Liam, for one more time on that discussion. Really, really cool to catch up as well. And and as you notice, I cannot pronounce your last name still. Uh, it's just impossible for a my tongue. I just I don't know what it is. You know, every single person has that one thing. Ah, 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 uh, probably we, ah, we would struggle <laughs> just as much in Finnish. So well, fair point. Okay. Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> Let's learn Finnish. No, let's not. Um, yes. Let's actually one jump word, on. One word, one word on each episode. The word yes. of the day. Word of the day. How are you? So, now, um, hey, what? <laughs> you wouldn't even be able to look it up because you don't know how to spell it. <laughs> what was it? How are you? There we go. Try to figure that Maybe one out. Two of them. Uh, yes. How are you? <laughs> so, if you can figure that one out, we will send you. Uh, if unless you're a what Finn, you we will send you what do, what do we what do we have on the on the back this time? What do we have? What do we have? Um, <laughs> do you have anything? No, there? not here. No, I don't actually nothing interesting in here. I guess they were in a wrong. I'm trying to find my sticker back. It's sticker back time. So um, super super important. We will send you a 
stickers. SPFX Parker stickers. <laughs> yeah, these are collectible. We don't do them anymore. So. No, we don't. Anyway. Not with SPFX. Available in the store? They, yeah, that's fair point. Amazon, yeah, no, just kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Let's jump on the weekly articles. Um, And what was the word again? Waltek? How are you? That was pretty good, so not too bad. 70%, 75%? (laughs) Yeah, yes. (laughs) It rubs off. (laughs) Yes. Next week, we'll talk about something what you can do all by yourself in a couch. Uh, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway, <laughs> now I need to remember actually. <laughs> Now, let's start with a weekly article. So first of all, uh, on the Microsoft Teams blog, we had an article related on Microsoft Teams phone makes it um, makes on the go easier. And this, again, just recapping on the on the investments on the Microsoft Teams phone, uh, which is the one where you can actually start uh, calling with your even your Microsoft Teams with other people. So um, the device integration is really good. And there's a lot of lot of new opportunities like transcriptions and trans- in, in place translations even. So which is really, really cool. So awesome, awesome stuff. The next article was about uh, set aside time for one to one with Microsoft bookings in Outlook. What is this all about? Exactly. Right. So the idea is that imagine you want to plan a meeting with somebody external to your org. They cannot see the calendar. Right. So they it's really hard. You know, there's a lot of back and forth going on. Like, does this time work for you? Does that time work for you? So what if you could publish your available spots for others, external folks to see, and then they can pick a suitable spot and book uh, a meeting with you? without that back and forth. So now that is available for you in Outlook. Yep, that's really, really cool. Uh, and a kind of a related on that one is also the creating connections. How the Microsoft Book With Me bookings can help you do your business growth. So in the same theme of the bookings and, and scheduling and all of that. So a lot of actually investments on the smaller, small, mid-sized businesses and how we can do things uh, in a more efficiently. I, I think this is kind of a good example of a more transparency on how people are working and, and getting connected on people. So yeah. it's it's really, really cool. Um, anyway, on the following one, uh, we also had an article from Amit Panghal uh, related on maximizing organizational performance with GainX Artificial Intelligence Microsoft Craft Data Connect. What is Microsoft Craft Data Connect? Well, like putting it on spot. The ability to bulk export data from Microsoft 365 for analysis. So imagine that you want to do sentiment analysis on emails or on emails yeah. that are being sent from a team, or you want to see how many people work after hours or how responsive is your your team to customers. So all kinds of analysis that doesn't tie to a person, but it gives you insights, intelligence, insights into how your employees work. So you can do that in bulk as opposed to using the Microsoft Graph and call like per 50 emails or per 100. You can just order a bulk export and then run analysis on that. And the GainX gain isn't one of the artificial intelligence services, uh, which basically is there to do automatic analysis of the data. So again, having the data out is a step number one. Put it in the data source and, and data, whatever, um, and analyzing that is step number two, uh, getting the value out of the exported data. And having then tools like GainX uh, will help on that. Uh, and I'm sure that there's additional tools as well, other tools as well. So. Really, really cool. Now, we also had a, in Azure blog, we had a from Teams to PowerPoint, 10 ways Azure AI enhances Microsoft apps um, we use every day. So this is good kind of a recap on how the artificial intelligence is already today 
used within all of the applications what we're actually doing uh, but then and and why are we having a discussion on artificial intelligence what is the new thing what is what's what is this well because over the last few weeks it's taken over the world if you haven't yeah. noticed it you probably live under a rock right like yes there's not a day goes goes by that we don't hear about chat gpt mid journey and other services that are yep. av- available out there based on ai and really transforming the way we we work and think right and yeah th- this is also a proof right that AI is already ingrained in products that we use every day. So it's yeah. it's not really a future, it is now. Yeah, it's it's actually interesting. We we haven't really talked about it, the AI in the products that much in the past, um, but ChatGPT is kind of a, it's a hot, hot, hot topic. So so it's, it's actually cool that it's getting more visibility as well. So it's already being used. Now, Ultimate sentiment, your ultimate email sentiment analysis solution. Uh, this is a, a YouTube video, uh, which is basically explaining how can you integrate uh, emails with the Power Automate and, and Azure sentiment analysis and get some insights on that. So, do you want to read the email? You know, uh, the in the last email, last minutes of your work day, do I still want to read that one email? You would have a that would be actually pretty cool. You would have a signal on the sentiment of the email, so you kind of a. No. <laughs> are you are you gonna close your day on an up up feeling or account? Well, but on the end, it's also weird, right? Because like, if you respond quicker to angry emails, you will get more angry emails because people will see that it works. So yes, that's true. That, uh, right? Absolutely like, do you true. Do you really want to do that, or do you want yeah. to, you know, yes, there is a fire that requires your immediate attention. But yep. if there is something great uh, coming in, it also means that you might want to um, to react to that on time. So. Sure. Sure. It's yeah. Anyway, it's more a technical, let's say, storyline on what can be done yeah. uh, from the art of possible, and then combining that to somewhere else as a solution. Now we also had a 13 new verified connectors and 12 updates released in December 2022 as part of the in the, no, not just the independent correct connectors, um, uh, new verified connectors. Absolutely. So, of well official connectors not the independent connector publishers which are still official connectors but they have a different route mm-hmm. and stuff <laughs> and published so I, I to be honest i personally love the fact that empower automate and power platform as an individual open source contributor you can actually contribute and your connector is visible within the product and that's yeah. so cool uh, it's really the power of the of the open source and would love to see even more products to do something similar we also had a blog post from uh, GitHub, around 100 million developers and counting um, on who are using GitHub. So really cool summary on that. Uh, yeah, so there was a goal in 2019 to have 100 million in 2025. Done, check. We exceeded it, yes, exactly. Yes. So what's next, 500 million, b- billion, I don't know. A billion developers, yes. Right, but it's only, it only shows you know the whole shift towards it. And I don't know when, open source with GitHub took off for M365. But it's it's really interesting to see that the community in which we are active is also there. Like GitHub is yeah. such a key location for us, you know, to be able to discuss, build products, share ideas, bring feedback, yep. improve products that we build. Yep. It's, it's really cool to see that now we have this one place for everybody, for all devs uh, to engage around products that, that we build. Was it Codeplex at some point? No, just kidding. Um, yes, it was. It was <laughs> way back when. Yes. 
uh, uh, <coughs> dinosaur discussions, and that was before GitHub was part of the Microsoft uh, train. So, and I love the fact that it, GitHub is still completely independent. But sure, it's owned by Microsoft, but it's still independent and executed independently. So, so it's not being like adapted as a corporate entity as such. It's an independent company which executes its things separately. So, really cool. Good, good. And then uh, as it's January 2023, uh, we had our series, the monthly series uh, for all of the every single business day uh, in January to publish something new related on SPFX, so SharePoint Framework. Um, SPF, I, I call it nowadays more SPFX because it's not only for SharePoint and SharePoint Framework is such a it's it locks your head on the on the SharePoint, uh, but we had five new articles uh, written by me and Hugo Bernier. So building partner offerings, Microsoft Viva Connections, and Viva Home. Uh, Viva Home is currently rolling out uh, to Microsoft 365 for targeted release tenants. We had a story related on Microsoft Craft Toolkit with SPFX solutions. I know Waldek, you've been fundamental on this guidance and making it work as well. So thank you for that. Um, then we had a using uh, a reusable open source controls within your SPFX solutions. So our coming back on the GitHub and open source and community, which is empowering others to succeed and uh, reusable controls. So really, really cool. Super widely used worldwide. Um, then Hugo had a really good set of uh, professional SPFX solution blog posts, which is this one is on unlocking secrets of your web part manifest. And it's almost like feels like, yeah, of course, you know, what is a web part manifest? There's actually quite a lot of things there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, exactly. what are the different options? And he keeps continuous uh, that with a second blog post on Friday as well, even more of it part secrets and how, how things are, can be done. Definitely. And today, as we are released, uh, recording this 13th of uh, January, there's a one more coming from Hugo related on secrets and, and uh, what you can do with things, not on web part manifest, but secrets, other things. final, final. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> V3, final, final, V3. Yeah. And then we had a blog post uh, from uh, Dan Walling uh, around solving yeah. the puzzle of real-time collaboration using Fluid Framework. What is this? Can you explain yeah, quickly? Exactly. Like. So we use Fluid at Microsoft for many things that are, are related to collaborative apps, right? Basically, the real-time collaboration where somebody were, does something in, in an app and you can see it real-time even though you're not sharing screens. So it gives you yeah. richer collaboration experience, kind of like, you know, in a past where like there are many apps uh, that gives you kind of this whiteboard experience for brainstorming and all that. Like there is technology that you can use to build to implement the tech in any type of app you, you build, right? And then had a while back a talk at the ng-conf about this, right? And I guess that this is really supporting that talk, sharing the materials, tips, demos, links, and so forth and so on. Yep. Thank you for that one, and and yeah, the video as well. So really, really cool. Thank you, Dan, on that. Um, it's great, interesting technology, uh, for sure. And a lot of out-of-the-box features and capabilities are nowadays taking advantage of Fluid Framework, like the Microsoft Loop. So you know, the Fluid Framework is the one engine behind of the scenes who's doing that. Now, Marcin Wojciechowski uh, had a new blog post: the ultimate full-stack project setup for Microsoft 365 development. So it talks about the differences between implementing in React and SharePoint Framework and Azure and for Teams and how how you would be actually setting these things up uh, based on his experience. He's a can't remember the title name, but technically a developer in the staff base uh, or Wallow, ex Wallow nowadays in staff base related on those learnings. So really, really cool as well. Thank you, Marcin, on that. Now, these are super valuable as well. What do we always talk about? We talk about tokens. You know, how do I get the token? Oh, what, 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 what is the biggest part of your talk? Oh, oh. 
Uh, unless you're using SPFX, because off is not a problem in SPFX. Well, in so, this case, he is. He he, he does well, use kind SPFX, of. True, still, true. Like for true. the APIs you Fair build, point. you don't want to be anonymously. So absolutely. Then Sutharsan uh, had a, a new blog post related on BM React controls part ten people picker, um, and basically um, he has a nice series who's, which is explaining how those reusable open source controls can be used and how they behave and what are the settings and all of that. What are these controls? Um, I think you know them pretty well as well, are they? Yeah, exactly. Right? Decently, so as you yeah. build As you build things on um, in React, I guess, because they aren't lim limited to SPFX, right? But as you build things, you want to be able to um, quickly build things. And what is it the first thing that we do in every app that we build, well, we rebuild people picker, date picker, and all of that. And it kind of doesn't make sense because it re it means that everybody will reinvent the wheel and has to rebuild yeah. picker and maintain it. And at the end of the day, we want all of them to look the same way, same components look like on Microsoft 365. So yep. why not have a set that you can reuse and basically re raise the bar and be able to focus on value add of your app as opposed to, oh yeah, I need to build a picker. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Reuse, reuse, reuse together with other people in the community. So it makes perfect sense. Now, Mark Anderson had an inconvenient caching issue with Microsoft lists. You, you used to use this inconvenient. So. I used to, yes, that is correct. The inconvenient truth about anything and everything. <laughs> Good. Uh, in this case, uh, I think it's all about the, uh, the, the caching uh, and how caching is actually working and, and his experience is, is it working or is it not working and what are the, the implications out of that. So thank you, Mark, for sharing those individual settings and how they impact the behavior as well. So thank you for that. Now, Martin uh, had a uh, blog post related on SharePoint framework authenticating to APIs and third-party cookies. Um, auth, 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 right? Yes, yes, it's always, it's, it's this thing, you know, when it works, it works, but if it doesn't work, then you cannot do anything else because it's the yeah. very first thing you experience when connecting to any data, anything, right? And only after you will be able to get the data, show the data, manipulate it. But the first part is really off and it's not trivial. So, you know, um, yeah, it's great to, to see these resources, like more and more and more of these things, because it means that there is room for improvement and there are folks who already spend the time to go through it and want to help others, you know, avoid the yes. same trap. So this, these articles are often um, a goldmine, right? Because yep. Absolutely. like you search for a bug error and you find exactly that's like, yes, I have this too, da -da -da -da, fixed. Absolutely, absolutely awesome stuff. Thank you, Martin, on that one. Now, Agnes Molnar uh, is running the search explained um, um, initiative or a company, and there will be office hours on 22nd of February, 2023 on the content and findability assessment. And these are actually really cool as well, just a call out on the, what the community is doing. Uh, there are, of course, other companies and other MVP-led uh, things which are doing something similar, but having these office hours is a great opportunity for people to go jump in and ask questions. And that's what these are all about. So um, take advantage of them. They are hosted in Teams, um, and a lot of, lot of our MVPs are running these things. And if it's about search, 22nd of February. Don't miss it. Remember, remember. Yes. February 22nd. Now, Sarah Haas had an, a, a new uh, video podcast, uh, video blocking related on uh, the 
the Power Platform with a new MVP, Heidi Jordan, and they're basically joining on their uh, is it Microsoft 365 Voice. I think it's Microsoft 365 Voice. Yes, it is. Is it? Yeah. Uh, see, I remember. Yes, it is. Wow, good memory, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, it says there on the right-hand side. You can see it on the screen. Oh, yeah, that's it. Right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> Don't blow my cover. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, so basically I'm talking to Heidi, um, and, and she's a, a new – she is a new MVP, uh, pretty recently got uh, to be an MVP and, and her history and how things are going. Uh, I'm getting a bit of background information about people is always good. Yeah, so. it's cool. It's always cool to, you know, to meet new folks and avoid this thing where, you know, you come to an event, you don't know anybody. Like yep. now you will be able to know more about her. And when you meet in person, like, oh, yeah, and you might have, you know, a topic uh, in common. So always easier yep. to start dialogue going. Yep, absolutely, 100%. Now, Marcus Miller had a uh, cool-looking uh, tweet uh, pretty recently about search-based messaging extension uh, for a doc review uh, as part of the Microsoft uh, Teams. Um, this is basically a search-driven messaging extension, which then work uh, is a Teams application, which has been integrated in Microsoft uh, Outlook. So really, really cool stuff. So awesome, awesome example of what we can do in the future. So. Yeah. And that's coming up as a, a reusable sample pretty soon. Shao Mendes had a really beautiful looking uh, implementation. He is so good at this stuff. Uh, so that looks so sweet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's, it, it looks as if it belongs in product. It actually does, yes. right? It's, yes. it's perfect. It has, you know, awesome UI, awesome layout. Like there's People nothing bigger, to like, in the Craig. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's just. Yeah. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah, awesome work. And integration, of course, in Microsoft Teams as a, a messages as well. So really, really cool stuff. So thank you, Xiao, on sharing uh, inspirational pictures and, and your implementation related on that. And it is an SPFX app, which is really interesting as well. So example what you can build, art of possible. Now, uh, Daniel Christian had a blog uh, video. This is not a blog post. This is a video. It's in YouTube. Yes. It's a video. This is. <laughs> to, 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 about for desktop machine management capabilities. Cryptic. I don't <laughs> know. I haven't heard anything about this. So I can imagine that that is, if I had to guess, I would say that that's related to the uh, remote, uh, what's it called? Remote process automation, RPA. Uh, uh, it's how you, a how to manage physical virtual devices that are used for a power automated desktop process using. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well drawn from the title, what? yeah. So really, really cool. <laughs> I mean, it only so. proves right that that even even us, like we don't know everything about everything, and there's really a lot to learn and new things come out Absolutely. every day. Luckily, we have MVPs uh, who are sharing their experiences and knowledges and providing these videos and all of that, which is super super valuable for everybody in the community. Now, uh, April. He used to be an MVP, nowadays a cloud advocate in the Microsoft 365, uh, had also a new video on can GPT IE help us to build flows in Power Automate? Um, so coming back on that artificial intelligence and, and uh, integration of that, and then asking the questions and guidance from there, and can it actually help us to be, uh, be more efficient uh, for building flows, which is really, really cool. Um, of course, more and more now that Microsoft is funding, and uh, I think we bought a part of that company and all of that, we will see more and more integrations of AI stuff in the products in the future, So, which is really, really cool. 
Paolo had a new blog post as well. Uh, it's not a blog post. It's a video. Yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> Excel documents for Power Automate and Office scripts. And Office scripts are really cool. Yeah. Because if you know JavaScript, you can automate things in Excel. You can call to external APIs. You can bring in the data. You can do really cool things. And it's really cool to see, you know, the proliferation of JavaScript. It's everywhere. Yep. It's like you learn one language and you can use it front end, back end. You can build SPF Axe app. You can build Teams app. You can even automate Office, right? So this is yep. really cool. Like if you look to learn one language, JavaScript is, is apparently the way to go. Apparently that is the case. What's the difference between JavaScript and TypeScript then? Okay. TypeScript builds on top of that, right? So it infuses <laughs> JavaScript with types, design type, time type, his safety, basically allowing you to uh, speed up the inner loop and get feedback about things that you might otherwise find all the way down in runtime or maybe even not, right? So is it, it like C and C++? So JavaScript++? Plus plus? No, <laughs> no, no, not really. Not even no, close. No, sorry. It only proves that you've been question. away from the keyboard for too long. <laughs> yes. Walk away. Walk away. Walk away. How often do you actually code? If at all. <laughs> no. not, Asking not. questions for our audience, not for me. Right, you know. right, right. So elaborating those things for the discussion. Mm, of course you are. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> like Gobble and Rust. No. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> you know you're losing your credibility here. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Kubernetes and PowerPoint. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you? What? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Shane, Shane, had a, Shane had a new video around quit working so hard, use ChatGPT to instantly become a better in Power Apps. Uh, it's actually interesting to see how the ChatGPT, now the, all of the videos are ChatGPT, ChatGPT, ChatGPT. Um, of course, it, it, it is actually really, really cool um, and awesome to see the, the excitement. Anyway, uh, cool to see all of, all of these things and, and also the videos showing how to take advantage of ChatGPT and, and artificial intelligence. Like the ChatGPT is a really good example of people realizing that, okay, now I get it. Now I understand what's the big fuss out of it. So you don't go to a, a search box to search, how do I do things? You ask, how do I do things? And you'll get the answer directly. So it, it is a, you don't need to do the connection between things. It's already connected and you'll just ask and it will give you the insights. Really, really cool. Yep. Good, good. Uh, and the Hi. final thing, what we wanted to call out, uh, Community Day site. Uh, so a lot of, lot of upcoming events uh, within, the, uh, within the community. Let me actually go to the events page. Um, so a lot of, lot of cool uh, events coming up. Um, please do take advantage of this. And these are, some of them might have a cost. Most of them are free um, and they are either in person or they are remote. Uh, so there are multiple things happening all around the world. It's really cool to see the amount of events and amount of things what people are, are organizing as well. Thank you for now. Good, good. We already went through the weekly things with the discussion of Liam, didn't we? Yes, we have. I mean, at least <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yes, we have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're recording this before the interview. So, <laughs> Oh, did I say that out loud? Yeah, we had a we we had a great discussion with Liam. We learned so much. <laughs> I love the details related on potatoes and you know boiling uh, and so. <laughs> <laughs>
completely random stuff. Cool. Anyway, I, I guess that's it for, for this one. Uh, thank you, Liam, one more time joining us. Um, and thank you for those who are watching or listening and uh, whatever is your preferred option. Please remember hashtag BMP Weekly in Twitter, uh, one way of actually letting us know what the awesome stuff, what you are sharing. And then we're trying to find the relevant articles and videos and all of that uh, by, on our side, but that would actually help. Also, if you have any feedback, you like something, you don't like something, let us know. Uh, that's actually super cool uh, that people are sharing their feelings as well. I think that's it. That's right, it. Buddy. Thank you, everybody. See you and goodbye next week. Sounds good. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.